0: Hey, Northeast Pennsylvania, it's Rob O'Donnell here on WILK News Radio. 103.1 FM, 910, 980 AM, or anywhere on that Odyssey app. You can just go to your App Store, Google Store, Apple Store, App Store, look for the Odyssey app and uh, download it. It's free. And then look for WILK News Radio, The Rob O'Donnell Show, and hit favorites. And then you got me. Anywhere you want in the nation, anywhere in the world, you can listen to The Rob O'Donnell Show. And I'd appreciate that. I appreciate your support up until the past, what, the past nine months, I guess, now. Almost 10. It's uh, almost 310 here in the station in Pittston. 61 degrees and mostly cloudy outside. The Rob O'Donnell Show is brought to you by Road Scholar Transport. You have unique shipping needs, and Road Scholar has unique shipping solutions. Dry van, temperature controlled, and high security are just a few. Visit roadscholar.com. Well, Lots to talk about right off the bat, a lot of uh, more incompetence in Washington. But as we speak right now, uh, there's a protest inside the Cannon Capitol building, the Cannon House office building, Rotunda on Capitol Hill, calling for a ceasefire. They are sitting in on the floor. They have banners hanging from the balcony, and they are calling for a ceasefire in uh, the Israel-Gaza area. Now, per the Capitol Police, demonstrations are not allowed in a congressional building, so we'll see how this is handled by the Capitol Police. Uh, The fact that we do not have a current Speaker of the House still probably uh, works against that because they answer to the Speaker of the House. But they have their marching orders. They have their policies and procedures. Let's see if they follow them since protests, sit-ins are not allowed in Capitol Hill office buildings. So we'll see what happens. They did have a second speaker vote, and Representative Jim Jordan, the frontrunner for the GOP, got less votes today than he did yesterday. He got 199 votes today to his 200 yesterday. One switched to a yes, two switched to – actually, one switched to a no, and another one who didn't vote yesterday voted today against Jeffries. Jordan. I'm sorry, Jim Jordan. So the total votes were – Hakeem Jeffries got 212 votes. Jim Jordan got 199 votes. Steve Scalise, who withdrew from the running and voted for Jim Jordan, got seven votes. Kevin McCarthy, who withdrew from running and voted for Jim Jordan, got five votes. Lee Zeldin, who's not even a member of Congress anymore, he ran for governor in New York and lost, got three votes. John Boehner got one vote. Byron Donalds, the representative from Florida, got one vote. Tom Emmer got a vote, Mike Garcia got a vote, Kay Granger got a vote, Candace Miller got a vote, and Bruce Westerman got a vote. Hey, what What the hell? Vote for me. Get me in there for a vote. At least I could go on a record as being nominated for the Speaker of the House. They could spare one vote with this clown show they got going on in, in Washington, and it truly is. It, it, get your act together. There are serious issues. We are on the verge. You have Iran threatening World War Three. They raised their black flag which has a lot of historic meaning to it. I'm really not going to get him death because, again, it's their saber rattling. But there's a a great historic meaning to raising their black flag over their their parliament or whatever they call it in Iran. They are threatening a strike if Israel goes in with a ground invasion into into, uh, Gaza. We are on the verge, technically— of a World War Three, if this goes there. Now, I don't think it'll grow to that, but it has all the, the seedlings of something that could get that big. You also have Hezbollah and Lebanon threatening to invade from the north. So if Israel goes in with ground forces to Gaza and Hezbollah invades from the north and you have Iran somehow getting involved in some kind of strike, there is no doubt America is now involved. From uh, last counts there are 31 dead americans because of the aggression from hamas there are hundreds of stranded palestine palestinian americans in gaza who cannot get out they've been going to the egyptian border based on directions they are getting from the consulate and the state department and they've gone several times and have not been able to get out they followed the directions the times the locations they're being told to go and they have not been able to successfully get out of the country as American citizens. You also have hundreds of Americans in Israel. Some of them are being able to get out. Some of them are there. You also have anywhere between 13 and 17 American hostages is the most recent uh, estimate. That's not being uh, really pushed publicly because I'm sure there's a lot of channels as far as using force to go in and get them, to locate them, using diplomatic means to... Get them out, or get them get a trade from them and and you know yesterday you had Iran saying that if we stop the if Israel stops the bombing, they will get all the hostages back one hundred and ninety nine I believe was the number being thrown around. Well, you know what, Turn over the hostages, and then you know we'll see about the bombing, or Israel will see about the bombing and in the meantime, you know it's 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 war is not a good situation for anyone. no one wanted to wake up last Saturday, to a war. No one wanted to go down this path. You know who wanted to go down this path? Hamas, when they invaded Israel and massacred innocent people. And yes, bad things happen on both sides. But you know we're going to talk about later in the show, I believe at the 4 o'clock hour, of this whole propaganda on this hospital strike, not only by almost every mainstream media organization in the world, but members of our own Congress that pushed this false, now proven false. Now, now, if you remember, on my show yesterday, I wouldn't even commit to say it was one way or the other. I reported the incident that they said a hospital was struck. It's apparently a mass casualty incident with hundreds of dead and wounded. I said you have the Palestinians saying that it was an Israeli-fired rocket, and you have Israel saying that it was a misfired rocket from Hamas. That's the stance I took. Your local northeast Pennsylvania radio station here at WILK yesterday. That's the stance I took. And then as the show progressed, I said there's more and more evidence coming out that this was in fact a misfired rocket. But still, you got to take what you hear from both Israel and Hamas with a grain of salt, and believe me, Anything that comes out of the Gaza Strip is coming from Hamas. They are the elected government there. The the, the Gaza Health Ministry is Hamas. It's simple as that. But even here, with this small little show in northeast Pennsylvania, I said, you know, use caution. Here's the reports that are coming out. One side saying this, the other side saying this. Well, you had the New York Times. You had the Washington Post. You had CNN, the AP, Reuters. You know, all of them come out and say this was caused by Israel. And wh- and then you had members of Congress do the same. And then what happened? Well, you had attacks on our embassies across the Middle East. You had riots and protests across New York and America. You had diplomatic relations based on propaganda and false information get canceled. Joe Biden, our president, was supposed to meet with the president of Jordan, the president of Egypt— and the president of the Palestinian Authority. That was all canceled because of the rhetoric of this hospital that was so called killed, uh, that was so called shelled by uh, an Israeli strike to kill hundreds of innocent people. And none of it turned out to be true. Not only did they not shell a hospital, it turned out not to be Israel, it turned out to be a Palestinian rocket misfired from Hamas. A hospital was never struck, the parking lot was struck by the falling debris. There aren't hundreds dead or wounded. Just a few injuries, maybe a few deaths. And look where we're at now. Our, our embassy in Lebanon and Beirut was on fire last night. The, the, well, the outside perimeter was on fire. They never breached a wall into the embassy. Thankfully, and remember, we have 2,000 member Marine Expedition Unit that is special operations qualified that could be there in minutes to wreak havoc on anyone that wants to test the American resolve and attack American sovereign property. We're going to talk about that because to this moment, to right now, there's community notes, there's fact-checking on these posts by these United States Congress people, telling, saying it's just absolutely not true, but they haven't taken their post down, and their post has been seen by millions. And that's the point. That's the point in this. Obviously, they want this to continue because they're exploiting propaganda from a terrorist organization. If they didn't know the facts like I didn't know the facts yesterday, they should have said, hey, innocent lives being killed one way or another is bad. The Palestinians are saying this. The Israelis are saying this. We need to get to the bottom of this. But right now, let's pray for the innocent victims. That's the statement you make as a congressperson. That's the statement you make as a mainstream media organization. That's the statement I made yesterday. But to this day, they haven't withdrawn that. And if you look at my social media, I've shown you the headlines. And not only—we'll get into that in a 4 o'clock hour because it's just it's so egregious what the media and these, these terrorist propagandists that are U.S. Congress people are pushing. I understand they have a slanted view on this. I understand their heritage or where they're from or their experiences has a point of view. But you're a United States congressperson first. Put your impartiality as a member of our government first. And if your stance is you want peace there, you want a ceasefire, then why would you ruin that by putting out such propaganda that caused the only diplomatic meeting that there is in the the recent history to take place? You had the United States president sitting down with the president of Jordan, the president of Egypt— and the president of the Palestinian Authority. And because of your rhetoric, because of your propaganda that you put out, that is now proven hundred percent false. It was canceled. So you know what? Anything that happens from this point on is on you, those Congress people that did that, the media organizations that did that. But what do we expect? I mean, you you have a clown vote in Congress because you had twenty two. Republican representatives, and of course, every single Democrat that's going along for the ride because they want the social media fodder for their next election, because they love the chaos, because they'd rather make fun of that than do the people's business as well. They're no better. They're no different. They're a partaking in this. Because at any time, 22 Democrats could have said, yeah, we're done with this. Let's move on. Let's get a proclamation to support peace in this area, to support Israel in their defending themselves and find a solution here that doesn't include the killing of innocents on both sides because that's what's going to happen. As this war continues, more and more innocent people will die. And believe me, the only one here in this whole entire entity that wants war is Hamas, is Iran, who is is backing Hamas. I'm sure the innocent women and children of the Gaza Strip do not want a ground invasion, do not want bombs coming down, do not want rockets coming from their front lawn towards Israel because it makes them a target. And the Israeli citizens obviously don't want war as well. That's why they were living in this area. They were professors of peace in that area. That's why they lived in that region right on the Gaza border, because they said there is a way for us to cohabitate. There is a way for us to live next to each other, side by side in peace. And what happened? Hamas exploited that, breached multiple points in their walls and fences that were there and killed them. And now we'll have to see where we go from here. But until we get adults in the room in Capitol Hill, how do we operate as a country? How do we operate as a nation? And unfortunately, I don't have those answers. It's 322 here at WILK. We'll be back with the Rob O'Donnell Show in just a minute. Hey, you're with the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It is 326 here at the station, 61 degrees and mostly cloudy. Hope I didn't uh, ruin my thunder for the 4 o'clock hour. I think I used a lot of what I was going to say in the opening here, and I didn't mean to. You can call or text the show at five seven zero eight eight three zero zero nine eight. Get involved with the conversation. Let's go to uh, Wayne from Einen on the dysfunctional government. Man, is that an <laughs> understatement?
1: Yes, it is. That's an understatement. And we pay these guys, too. Lots. We can't put a budget. To, we actually pay these guys. That's the amazing part.
0: <laughs> Unbelievable, huh?
1: Yes, it is. And they can't put a budget together. They can't even agree on the speaker. Okay, we spend millions of dollars. We don't know where it's even going. Okay.
0: What (laughs) have uh, they done for us in the last 20 years, Wayne? What have they done? Can you think of one major major accomplishment we could look at Congress and say, man, did they really make us a better place?
1: uh, Well, the only thing I could think of is when Trump was not blowing Trump's horn, but the only thing I could think of is... uh, I got a higher uh, Social Security raise when I was in office. Other than that, I can't think of
0: anything. Yeah, I mean, it okay. might have happened during the Trump administration, but the 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 right. the equation for that is set up well well before him. It just happened to happen during his time. But but I get what you're I, saying. I get what you're saying. There there I were a agree. lot of good things. I, I mean, agree. immigration was was under <laughs> control. That we had le- the yeah. least illegal immigration in our life in my lifetime, and probably yours right. as well, than right. we've had. Um, you know there were a lot of good things but if you look back I mean you could look back on a lot of a lot of a lot of presidents a lot of times right. but right. You, you think about the last you know 10 15 20 years I mean what really has Congress done for us where where can we say hey man they, they really earned their pay this year
1: I agree okay and then all of a sudden I mean you look at the border too I mean, uh, if they had called meetings and everything, got together on this, they could have stopped that if they wanted to. It's a catastrophe. It's a catastrophe, it
0: a catastrophe down there. And, and you know what? Are they, they? Do you think inside they're happy that we're not looking at the border right now? We're all looking at the Middle sure. East?
1: Sure, they are. That's it's sure about distraction. Are, That's it. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I mean, if you look at just the records, okay, up until three years ago, okay, the amount of fentanyl that came across the border was only a third. Three years ago is what's coming across the border now. Okay, so I, it, it, nothing has changed except that. So how are we getting so much more in here? Okay, it has to be because they're able to cross the border. Okay, because all the getaways, all the getaways are are getting away for some reason because they know they don't have to. All they're to do is cross the border and walk over to a, a guard there, like a, a border guard, and, you know, they're in. So all the getaways have to they got away for a reason. Yeah, that's the way I look at it. And said so that's a dangerous situation in this nation.
0: Wayne, wait, wait, right I now. just got a text message saying the Affordable Care Act was a great accomplishment. And I don't know about you, and you might have a different experience, but my, my health care went from $379 a month for my family to $1,800 a month four years no, later. Four I don't. Four years I, later. don't
1: have, I, I didn't have a good experience with that either. But All right. Well, had some, I've had some major surgeries. I had a heart attack. had major surgeries. I had septus. Okay, uh, due to assistant with, with the uh, mesh they put in, that broke. Okay, uh, and so I understand where you're coming from as far as insurance networks go. Yeah, and I know some people might Care
0: have Act. benefited from it, but there was a whole lot of other people that got banged over the head because of it.
1: Yeah, well, I didn't get quite banged over the head? I still got hit a little bit hard, All you right. know, that I can say. You know, but yeah, we got a dysfunctional government. Uh, right now and but what's, what's going on over there in the middle east uh it's a very dangerous situation that's the way i'm looking at it spending,
0: okay? is Cause we're
1: spend, you're spending money like a drunken sailor we have no idea where half it's going you know and we got to borrow every dollar we get so I, I don't understand i really don't understand these people and we pay them yet too they're supposed to be the, the sharpest people in the The sharpest pencil in the box, but they aren't. That's for damn sure.
0: The only thing that has increased is congressional wealth and congressional uh, portfolios and their stock trading. That's the only thing that's benefited in the past 20 years that I can think of. I
1: agree. I've said that many times, uh, many, many times.
0: It's incredible. They're there
1: for themselves. They're there for themselves. Uh, And you come somewhere down the line. I have a couple people that say this all the time, too. You're about fourth in line, maybe. And that's only right close to election time. So many times they're thinking of you because they want your vote. Oh, That's you're
0: not—we're not even fourth in line, my friend. Have you ever tried to get into a, a United States senator's office to speak to him or a congressman's oh, office yeah. to speak to yeah. them? It's—it's no, it's no. near impossible.
1: I, yeah, yeah, you know, I took your advice on something too the other day. I don't know if you remember our, our conversation about the cartel in Hazelton. Yes.
0: And,
1: okay, I did call the FBI. Okay, okay, I got a recording, and I have never heard back from him since.
0: <laughs> well, <laughs> if, if that didn't make my afternoon, you called the FBI.
1: Yes, I did, and I, I you talked, got an answering I, machine. You right left right a message. Right after I talked to you, right after I talked to you, I told the, I, I I told what I forget who it was that was working that day. I said I'm going to call the FBI, and I did. I called the following day, okay, and I got a recording, okay, and I mentioned I said I might have some information about. The cartels in Hazel because they are there. I mean, there's
0: no doubt about it. Okay. Uh,
1: but, <laughs> and I never got a
0: call back, period. Did you call the FBI Scranton's office? Yes, I did. Okay.
1: Mm-hmm. No, I really did.
0: Well, I, hope, I, I know some of them yeah. do listen. I hope they're listening now, and I hope they look at their answering machine, because right. uh, FBI Scranton, you have some messages you might want to look into.
1: Yes. I know. Okay, thank Wayne. You I appreciate.
0: You I appreciate you checking in. I appreciate you giving me that update. That's that okay. shouldn't be funny, but it's a, you. Know, you have to laugh. No, I to this day and age. I know. You
1: have to laugh. I mean, you have to laugh. Uh, I mean, you know. Okay. But thank you. Okay, and you have a good day. Okay. You have a great day a, too, Wayne. It's gonna. I think you better put your uh, helmet on today. I think you might catch a lot of flack.
0: <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe <laughs> so. It's all right. I'm up for it. Thank you, Wayne. Have a great day. You Oh, it's 3.32 here at WILK. We'll be back after the news with Paul Michaels. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It is uh, 3.38 here, 61 degrees, and uh, it's mostly cloudy. looks like some sun. Actually, it looks like it's night out in the parking lot because our cameras are funny right now here in the studio anyway. Oh, just gotta shake your head at what's going on here. You can call or text at five seven zero eight eight three zero zero nine eight. Let's go to the phones. We have Joe from Sawyer'sville on the Middle East. Joe,
2: hi Rob. R- Rob, why do the people who live in the Middle East hate each other so much?
0: Well, I I don't think they hate each other so much. I think there's a lot of uh, a lot of uh, back and forth that's gone there. I mean, here here's. It's always been a contentious area, in our lifetime, this area has always been a contentious area. There have been attempts to stem that, and and if they they've failed, uh, you know, the Biden administration. Uh, we talked about it yesterday, and this is from the other Arab nations being critical, saying he's the only current president in in our lifetime since Nixon, not in our well since Nixon, that has not made an effort to sit the two down and work something out. So, you know, is that a reason for this flare-up? I don't know. I mean, I think it was just waiting for a spark, and and here you had this Hamas attack. But there's a lot of misinformation about the area. There's a little misinformation about what is now Palestine and, and you know, the fact that, you know, the, the, even even today, you know, you have United States congressmen saying that it's an occupied territory. Well, it hasn't been occupied since 2007, so it's just not true. But when you have people portraying this false rhetoric when you have people stoking the flames of an ongoing war saying that israel struck a hospital when they didn't yes it's a war zone the deaths are tragic on either side no matter how many there are we don't need to make things up that stoke world world uh, conflict because that's what it did it caused riots at some of our embassies across the the caused attacks at I- in iraq at one of our bases it caused you know unrest here at home we just have to step back from the rhetoric there because what's going on there is enough. The truth is enough. We don't need to make stuff up here.
2: Well, both sides claim to be religious, yet they're so violent. They kill each other. Does religion play a big part of this?
0: Well, religion has k- probably killed more people in this world than any yeah, other the hell, that's true, any, yeah. any any other you know reason.
2: Mm-hmm. That's true. So. I mean, but I, what I don't understand. Is you claim to be religious. You claim to be... From God, God Himself bless you. You kill people. To me, that makes no sense.
0: Yeah, I mean that's probably an oversimplification of what's going on here. I mean, Israel was attacked; innocent people were slaughtered. What are they supposed to do? Not not respond? you oh, uh, have to respond, of course. Yeah, and and I don't I don't have the answers for you. I, is there a good response? Like I I said from the start of this, you explained to me what a proportional response is to someone slaughtering babies, children. Women, older, elderly, you know, that ha- that are unarmed and just going about their day-to-day life. Concert goers for peace, a concert for peace, were slaughtered. I mean, explain to me what a proportional response to that is, and, and you're a lot better off than I am because I don't understand what that what a proportional response would be to that.
2: What I don't understand is you claim to be religious, yet you kill people. To me, that's just hypocrisy. It makes no sense whatsoever.
0: It's a, it's a, a debate for uh, well over my. Uh, my my grade, but you know, if you look at the history of the world, more people have probably killed and died for religion than any right. other reason.
2: Well, I think eventually there'll be some peace. In a couple of years, it'll just start up again. It will never end.
0: Unfortunately, unless uh, unless something is solved here, it, this is will this will happen again because if history shows anything in the past fifty years, it's happened over and over again. So uh, I, the outlook does not look good here.
2: It doesn't look good, my friend. So long.
0: All right, take care. Well, it's the twenty fifth season of the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins hockey is here. Join us for the opening night this Saturday as Penguins host the Springfield Thunderbirds at 6.05 p.m. The first 5,000 fans through the gates will receive a Penguins magnetic schedule, courtesy of our friends at Geisinger. It comes in handy because I was looking at the schedule today and you know checking it through the internet. I, those magnetic schedules are good. You just put it right on you, take it off the refrigerator, look at it, and figure out what games you're available for. You can get your tickets for the opening Right now at the Mohegan Sun Arena box office, or by calling 570-280-Pens, or by visiting WBSpenguins.com. Let's go, Pens. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell show on WILK News Radio. It is 347 here at the station, 61 degrees with some sun and clouds outside, having a conversation about a little everything that's going on in the world from Israel and Palestine. War to uh, the dysfunction here in our own government to here at home. You want to talk about more dysfunction in government. Uh, President Joe Biden's nominee to be the ambassador of Israel told senators Wednesday that he would ensure Israel has what it needs to defend itself and would work with the U.S. ally to end the attacks by Hamas if he were confirmed. Now, Jacob Lew was the Treasury Secretary under President Barack Obama promised to coordinate with the international community and address the humanitarian crisis facing civilians in Gaza amid Israeli military strikes. His hearing came as Biden visited Israel today. Uh, He utterly got crushed by the Republicans' senators on this. He is the architect of the 2015 Iran deal back under the Obama administration. He has uh, several anti-Israel comments, stances throughout his career, and he is who President Joe Biden has chosen to be the ambassador to Israel. And um, it's going to be an interesting confirmation. I watched a little bit of it today, but with the House votes for a speaker, it kind of took up most of my time. I was trying to jump back and forth, but I really wanted to see what was going to go on with the perpetual children in the House before, uh, you know, I watched the Senate confirmation hearing of this uh, ambassador choice for uh, Israel. He was also the chief of staff to Obama and the White House budget director on Obama and President Bill Clinton. As per the Biden administration, makes him the right person to fill the right post at a critical moment in the two countries' relationships. Uh, Hamas had started a war, said Senator Ben Cardin, chairman of the Senate Foreign Relations Committee, As he begun the hearing, giving the dangerous state of emergency that Israel faces, the United States needs a confirmation U.S. ambassador in Jerusalem. He also said Lou, who goes by the name Jack, you might know him as Jack Lou from the uh, Obama administration and the Bill Clinton administration, said he's an outstanding and qualified person for the job. Several Republicans on the committee said that they had concerns about Lou and their opposition could slow his nomination. They're expected to vote next week and move it to the full Senate then. Republicans criticized Lou for his role in the Obama White House when it negotiated the Iran nuclear agreement of 2015 among other foreign policy moves. The deal with Iran, the chief sponsor of Hamas, was later scuttled by former President Donald Trump. Biden has, Biden has sought to re- resurrect the pact, which would provide Tehran with billions of dollars in sanction relief. It's time for the Bloomberg Money Minute. You're with Rob O'Donnell, show on WILK News Radio. It is 3.54 here in the station in northeast Pennsylvania in Pittston. 61 degrees and mostly cloudy, sunny out there. Depends where you are, I guess. Depends how you look at things. Well, I guess the saying that some people use, go woke, go broke, is uh, proving itself to be true. The lingerie chain, Victoria's Secret, is reportedly ditching its woke feminist makeover of recent years that hasn't translated into business success. I guess who could have seen that coming? Since the brand decided to move, to move away from its established image, Victoria's Secret has seen a significant revenue drop. As such, it looked to revamp itself and bring back sexiness. The outlet noted in a, a piece that was also published by editorial partner CNN on Tuesday, they reported the brand's efforts to promote inclusivity, which include making LGBTQ pro women soccer player and outspoken leftist Megan Rapone, as well as transgender women brand spokesmodels, and getting rid of the famous Angel supermarkets gained favorable reviews online from critics, but never translated into sales. Go figure. Now, Jake, who's the who's the NASCAR driver that's sponsored by Victoria's Secret? She was in a truck race, I believe. Yeah, Tony, Tony Bredinger. Yeah, I mean yeah. that's mm-hmm. that's the that's the role models that Victoria's Secret needs to go to. She was an extremely beautiful young lady. Uh, you know, I spoke with her a little bit when we were at the race here at Pocono. She did really well as well in the truck race that day. She's not a bad race car driver either, uh, which always helps. But you know, he, here's here's a successful, beautiful young lady. Doing work in what's predominantly been known as a men's sport, even though more women are getting involved in it and they're actually getting better and better, you know, as, as we move forward with more and more getting the opportunity to race. You know, that's who they should be going after. That's who they should be putting on the front of magazines, because, you know, when I when I seen her and I looked at her bio and I started, you know, I had to go up and say hello and talk to her and, and, and you know, get the little insight into who she was as a person. No, no, that's it. No, I totally agree with
2: you. <laughs> yeah. I put Jake on the spot. Sorry. He's still
0: recovering from his birthday this nah. week, Monday. <laughs> no, I totally agree with what you were saying, Rob. You know, and, and I mean, it's definitely been a male dominated sport. But I mean, just a few weeks ago, here we were talking about the promotion that Haley Dagan is getting to another level. So, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And I love promoting that. I yeah, love exactly. seeing that. And I, and I think more normal common sense Americans would love to see that, um, you know, just to see a Victoria's Secret truck in a NASCAR race was like, hey, who's yeah. the, what's that? You know, <laughs> yeah, was, I remember you saying, you're like, oh, I'll be tuning into that. Yeah, it really caught, <laughs> cost, that caught my attention. Yeah definitely caught my attention but it looks like victoria's secret as a whole and i appreciate your input on that jake um victoria's secret as a whole is going back to the way it used to be they're going back to their pink brand and their victoria's secret angels and you know hopefully get back on the right track to get more mainstream and not look to shock and awe the public and just get the critics oh look at what they're doing wow but it doesn't result into sales which always ends poorly i felt tempted to play bringing sexy back (laughs) yeah (laughs) <laughs> we we can go out with that. Yeah. You, you you could queue it up. We can go out with that before the top of the hour. Um but it it's good to see. If according uh, according to business fashion, businessoffashion.com, the company's new goal is to improve profitability and cross back over 7 billion in annual sales to meet its objective. The brand plans to roll out activewear and swimwear, update its existing stores and open up 400 new ones outside the United States. So not only are they looking to go back to their base and what worked for them, they're looking to expand and move outside of the, the country as well. So it's a, it's a good thing. But you know according to the numbers, the uh, lingerie brand's projected revenue for 2023 was $6.2 billion, which is 5% lower than it was last year and even lower than 2020 when the brand's revenue was $7.5 billion. Wow, you, people are spending $7.5 billion in Victoria's Secret lingerie. I believe it. I believe it. But let's bring Sexy back, and hopefully Victoria's Secret can uh, can lead us in that direction. Do you have it queued up, Jake? You can play it in the background. We got it. But, um, you know, it just goes to show you, you, know, you, you, when you cater to a small populace that just wants to Say, well, look what we did. Look, look what they're great. Look, they're great, but they're not not the ones buying the project, product. And this goes across. I mean, look at Bud Light. Look, this just goes time and time again. So if you're in business out there, if you're in marketing, know your audience, know who your clients are. And it doesn't mean you can't be inclusive, it doesn't mean you can't cater to everyone, but when you focus your marketing campaign to such a small demographic you are alienating the people who have supported you for decades and uh you know just going with that it's four o'clock here on wilk news radio we'll be back with the rob o'donnell show after the top of the hour